Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This podcast may cause dizziness, confusion, bloating, uncontrollable laughter, and in some cases, anal leakage. Listener discretion is strongly advised. This is episode number 25 of Excuse Me, That's Illegal, the podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your able-bodied host, Leroy Luna, and I'm coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales involving mobility scooters. That's right, I'm excited for this one. I know I say that every time, but it's the truth. Now, I could have went a couple directions with the theme of the show. The first story takes place at a Walmart, so I could have swung that way. No doubt we will travel back there at some point in time. Fun fact, did you know there's actually a small town in Florida where 50% of their 911 calls come from their local Walmart? I can't remember the name of the town and I didn't exactly fact check it, but it's believable. And if true, that's crazy. But Walmarts in the US of A are a bit of a different breed though, aren't they? The Walmart in my hometown is a snoozer. Not a heck of a lot going on over there. Anywho... Let's hear a joke from one of you lovely listeners before we go balls deep into some motorized mayhem. This one comes from Shannon28 from Canada. She sent this in via Apple Podcasts along with one of those five-star reviews I'm always begging you for. And Shannon says, Yesterday a guy spilled all his Scrabble letters on the road. So I asked him, What's the word on the street? All right, everybody, you know what that sound means. Let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with another tale of low-level true crime. Don't worry, my friends. I promise to get you back home safely and speedily. Heck, we might even get a police escort.
episode number 25, Scooter Madness. When I see someone driving around on a mobility scooter, I can't help it. It always brings a big smile to my face. I want one. They just look like so much fun. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy having full use of my body. I'm just saying, if my doctor said I have some good news and some bad news, the bad news is you can no longer walk, the good news is you get to rip around town in a badass scooter, to most that would be a terrible consolation prize. But to me, sounds pretty amazing. Back when I worked at the bingo hall, there was a lady. She was around 50, always kind of hunched over and in obvious discomfort. I never knew exactly what her medical issues were, but they were bad enough that she couldn't be walking long distances on her own. So she invested in a mobility scooter. And man, did she love that thing. Her eyes lit up as she ripped around the building at unsafe speeds. She was reckless on that beast. Probably didn't help that she was also hopped up on pain meds, but she'd bang into walls. People would be jumping out of her way. It was great. Sometimes she'd get herself stuck in a corner, and when she backed it up, it made an obnoxious beep, beep, beep. She'd always be laughing and smiling through it all, though. She was a cool lady. I remember one time she banged into a table knocking over some guy's coffee. It was an absolute mess. Spilled all over his lap. Thankfully, it wasn't too hot or that could have been trouble. She just goes, oh, sorry, dear. Then hands me a fiver and says, grab my buddy here another coffee, would you, hun? And then hollered, and keep the change, as she drove off into the sunset. Fetching coffee wasn't part of my job, but I made an extra four bucks right there. So I was happy to oblige. Okay, today's first story takes place in a Walmart, so you know it's good. A Walmart in Lecanto, which is a small community in Citrus County, Florida. Yeah, that's right, we're in Florida. Lecanto has a population of about 7,000 people. Not much crime going on there, a lot of retirees. It's a quiet place. Jocelyn Lopez, our featured guest this evening, stumbles into the store, puts a few of her belongings in the basket of a mobility scooter out front, and drives on in to begin her shopping experience. A few things to note here. I keep calling it a scooter. It has four wheels. It's like a motorized wheelchair slash shopping cart. I don't want anyone thinking it has two wheels like a crazy skateboard thing you'd see a teenager pulling tricks on at a skate park. Walmart has mobility scooters by the shopping carts as you enter the store. The one in my town has three of them, and they are there for people with disabilities, elderly folks who need them, My wife used to use them when she was pregnant, and she loved it. Something else to note is that Jocelyn Lopez can walk just fine. She doesn't normally need a scooter, although her legs are probably feeling like jelly at the moment, because she is pretty methed up. No, I haven't suddenly developed a bad lisp. Jocelyn is messed up on meth. Now, my knowledge of methamphetamines is limited at best, but you can take it in pill form, smoke it, snort it, and inject it. Jocelyn later admits to injecting the drug. So the date is December 22nd, 2015, almost Christmas, and even though it's a hot, humid day in Florida, Jocelyn has ice in her veins. She enters the store and is on a mission. She is feeling pretty good at this point. Got a solid buzz going on, and this is heightened by a bottle of wine she snags and takes occasional sips on while ripping around the store. Sounds like she's living it up so far, doesn't it? This is on a Tuesday, by the way, so before you go judging her too harshly, how was your Tuesday? Because mine was pretty damn boring. 
and I'm going to cast my judgment aside and live vicariously through Miss Jocelyn. Alright, having already spent what little fun she had on drugs, she has nothing left for food. So as I mentioned earlier, Jocelyn was on a mission. She is hungry as hell and plans on nibbling on as much food as she can in this fine Walmart establishment before she makes her exit. In a classy move, she makes her first pit stop over at the sushi stand. Eats a couple pieces, washing it down with a swig of wine before putting the container back on the shelf and cruising over to the baked goods section. And now she's snacking on some cinnamon buns and those cute little mini muffins they sell in that oversized plastic packaging. She uses the same technique, closing the package back up before returning it to the shelf. This is pre-pandemic times, but even back then, unsanitary and extremely frowned upon. Jocelyn's next move sounds heavenly. She grabs a rotisserie chicken and just chows down on that bird, eating almost the entire thing with her bare hands. This next detail could only be found in an article from Syracuse.com, but they reported that she savagely ate that chicken while sitting on the floor of the store. Not sure why she did it down there, but it paints a pretty picture. Oh, and she was high as hell, so that factors in. Hey, I'm guilty of snacking in Walmart as well. Sometimes popping open a bag of chips or crackers for my kids to keep them happy while we do our shop. Always paying at the end of it, of course. Never been confronted about it. But this has been taken to a whole nother level. You can't crack open a bottle of wine or eat a whole bird on the floor. Or put open food back on the shelves. This is extreme behavior, and as you can imagine, Jocelyn has been drawing some attention to herself during this escapade. In fact, security guard Robert Gross had his eyes on Jocelyn from nearly the beginning. He discreetly followed her around the store, observing her strange behavior and telling the manager who alerted the authorities. Finally, she was confronted by the manager and security, and they stayed with her until police arrived. Not sure why the security guard didn't attempt to nip this behavior in the bud, but maybe he thought this was a situation best handled by the police. Didn't want to get his hands dirty. Or maybe he was just enjoying the show. When the officers finally arrived and arrested our pal Jocelyn, the damage had been done. All in all, she ate and drank $32.36 worth of food and drink. Not bad. Once questioned by police for her odd behavior, she explained to them that she was homeless and was starving and didn't have enough money for food. She had enough money for the meth, of course. That's the sad reality of drug and alcohol dependency. Often your addiction takes top priority and even the necessities of life such as food or shelter take a back seat because you're so focused on getting that next fix. The officers found three syringes in her purse for the meth which she admitted to using. Before Jocelyn was taken away by police, I love her explanation. She told them she didn't want to take anything outside of the store so she consumed as much stuff as she could while she was in there. She knew what she was doing was wrong but she did it anyways. Hey, at least she's honest. I actually had a friend who used to do the same thing when we were 14. We'd go into the grocery store, he'd always grab a can of root beer, crack that baby open, and drink it while we walked around the place. When he was finished, he'd just leave the can on a shelf, then we'd walk out the door. He said technically he wasn't stealing, because he didn't take the can with him. I told him, uh, I don't think that's how it works. Maybe Jocelyn had the same line of thinking. If I just leave the packaging in the store, what I'm doing isn't that bad. Jocelyn Alida Lopez, who was given the nickname Walmart Girl, as this story gained national attention on social media, was charged with retail petite theft and possession of drug paraphernalia. Okay, now we're going to talk about her appearance for a moment. She stands at just 4 feet 11 inches tall, so she's pretty tiny. 
And while she was 25 years of age back in 2015 when this crime occurred, she looks very young. In her mugshot photo, she has these pinchable little cheeks and big brown eyes and just looks so cute and innocent. She looks much younger than Wendy Brown, the 33-year-old woman from our back-to-school episode who tried to pass herself off as a 15-year-old cheerleader. Jocelyn doesn't look a day over 16. But hey, let's not put any ideas in her head, in case she's listening. Who knows what she looks like now, though, as she'd be 31 years old. And let's just say most people who do meth on a consistent basis don't exactly age well. I wish I knew more about Jocelyn Lopez. It makes me sad that she has no fixed address, didn't have a place to call home. Makes you wonder where her family's at and what that situation is like. According to a Global News article, they tracked down some photos on her Facebook page from October 2014. I clicked on the link, but it doesn't exist anymore and I couldn't find her on there. But apparently she was involved in Narcotics Anonymous and was celebrating the fact that she had been drug-free for the past 90 days. Awesome work. But this was a little over a year before this Walmart incident, so clearly she fell off the wagon and was back to her old ways. So she had a problem and was well aware of it and struggling to overcome her addictions. Kudos to her. Life can be tough even at the best of times. It's hard to imagine what it's like being homeless, the toll it takes on you both mentally and physically, and no doubt that's a reality you'd like to escape from time to time, and unfortunately the quickest, easiest escape is through drug use. I thought these scooter shenanigans at the Lacanto Walmart couldn't have been Miss Lopez's first brush with the law, so I contacted my friend F.T. Norton, researcher extraordinaire, to dig up some dirt on her arrest history. And she didn't disappoint. On March 13, 2015, she was busted for possession and use of drug paraphernalia. When she got out on March 19th with a bondsman, she was rearrested on May 20th for failure to appear in court. She got out once again with a different bond company a day later and was arrested yet again on June 16th for failure to appear in court yet again. She does not like appearing in court. On June 29th, 2015, she finally pleaded guilty and spent a month in jail and was fined $1,980. Then on November 13th, 2015, she was charged with property damage and had to pay $1,200 in restitution. And that was about a month before the Walmart incident. They threw her a bone here and dismissed the charges in this case. That's nice. Finally, our girl gets a break. The last known trouble to report came a year later in December of 2016. She received a $116 ticket for riding as a passenger without a seatbelt. Safety first, people. But hey, that's something that could have happened to anyone, realistically. With all the other charges she received, Jocelyn was marked as homeless. But for this seatbelt thing, she actually had an address. So good for her. And the trail stops there. So hopefully she's turned her life around and is on the straight and narrow. Of course, all these charges were in the same jurisdiction, so she may have moved and is committing softcore mayhem in another part of the world. But let's hope not. Oh, and in case you were curious, that seatbelt ticket? She didn't pay it. And the court sent it to collection. But hey, I'm sure Jocelyn paid it eventually. In my mind, she's turned it all around and is now a well-adjusted, law-abiding, drug-free citizen. And with that, we will wrap up the story of Jocelyn Lopez. It's nice when a story has a happy ending, isn't it? Motoring on. We have another crime to get to, involving a mobility scooter. Yes. And while our first story was a crime that was committed while someone used a scooter as their mode of transportation, this next crime is the actual act of riding the scooter itself. Yes, that's right, my friends. Buckle up, unless you're Jocelyn Lopez. 
because we're going to tag along on a low-speed police chase. This story takes place all the way over in New Zealand, in the port city of Timaru. Timaru has a population of about 45,000 people. It's known for importing and exporting, a lot of agricultural stuff. It's also the second biggest fishing port in New Zealand. Shout out to Robbie Rose. It's a beautiful place. We're going to get to this police chase shortly, but before we get into it, let's find out who this old gentleman is that had the police in hot pursuit. And boy, is he a character. Charlie Durham is a 60-year-old man with glasses and gray hair sticking out the bottom of his faded black Guinness hat. He's a little teapot, short and stout. A jolly gentleman with a lot of personality and energy. The thing is, he's also a double amputee. No legs. He's a former seaman. That always sounds dirty. A seaman. A former man of the sea. And the interesting thing is, he lost his legs in two unrelated accidents. The first leg, his left one, was hacked off while on a tugboat back in 2007. He somehow managed to get his leg caught up in a wire in a freak accident. And then about three years later in 2010, he got his right leg crushed while in a car accident on his motorbike. Pretty wild stuff, but through it all, he maintains a sunny disposition. That is our guy, Charlie. And now it's August of 2019, early in the afternoon on a beautiful sunny day, and Charlie is out and about. He was just at some shops, and now he's rushing to get home. Why is he rushing home, you ask? Well, Charlie was interviewed by Stuff and News Hub, a couple local media outlets, and here is what he had to say. Quote, I thought, well... I better get home to get me tea ready, otherwise me whole evening gets stuffed up, end quote. Okay, so I think that's a good place to start. Charlie's in a rush, and police observe him riding his mobility scooter on the footpath of a suburban area. He's ripping around at what, in their opinion, is very unsafe speeds. So the police throw on the sirens, get the lights going, in an attempt to pull Charlie over. Pretty standard stuff. Shouldn't be too difficult to pull over a scooter, right? Well, Charlie has other plans. This was all caught on tape by a woman named Alicia Candy, and she's driving with a young passenger. They followed along laughing the whole way, filming the low-speed chase in a video that quickly went viral. The ladies cheered Charlie on, yelling, Go, old man, go! And saying stuff like, This is hilarious! And at one point saying, Ooh, he's gonna get in so much trouble. The police car aggressively drives through traffic to get to Charlie yelling at him to slow down. Then the car cuts him off, and stubborn Charlie wasn't having it. Quote, Just the way he came up to me, and he had all his lights and sirens going, and it sounded like an ice cream truck, and I didn't really feel like an ice cream. End quote. Charlie then veered around the police car, and the chase continued. He cut across the street on a couple occasions, trying to lose the officer. The officer cut through traffic, even driving on the wrong side of the road. The whole thing became quite dangerous especially during what looked to be rush hour traffic. Each time Charlie got cut off, he'd stop, then go around the vehicle. The police would then have to back the car up and continue giving chase. Charlie even cut through an area by his doctor's office that said no entry. He could fit in some tight spaces and knew all the shortcuts. My favorite part is when he stopped and waved to say hello to a man walking his dog. I'll have a link to this video in the show notes. It's definitely worth your while to check it out. Eventually, after what was probably a good three to four minute chase, Charlie gets away. And that was it, for the time being. 
Of course, he wasn't too hard to track down later in this small town, especially after the video went viral. And let's be real here, it's fairly easy to identify a man with no legs. Kind of rare. A police spokeswoman said the officer involved believed, quote, The rider was a danger to himself and other road and footpath users. She went on to say, The officer identified the rider and visited his home address on Thursday to provide him with a written guide to safe mobility use and to initiate a conversation about safe use of his scooter. And of course, she added, At all times, police are trying to reduce harm on the roads, and that was the intention of the officer throughout. End quote. Yeah, I guess so, but I'm with Charlie. Police are supposed to de-escalate situations, and this officer just kind of made things worse. He could have taken a less aggressive approach, and everyone would have been safer. I don't care how unsafe you think Charlie was riding a scooter. If you see the way the officer was driving, it was ten times worse. But they were both to blame for how this all played out. Charlie, thankfully, wasn't arrested for the police pursuit, but he was hit with two tickets totaling $250. One for failure to stop for an officer, and another for operating a mobility scooter inconsiderately. Once word got out about the fines, there were plenty of people volunteering to pay it off for him. Charlie also received the free services of a lawyer. He became a living legend that day. If the officer had been a little more reasonable, Charlie says this whole situation could have been avoided. Quote, Like if he had just gone ahead of me and stopped in a driveway and motioned me with his hand, I would have drove right up to him and said, What's your problem? You know? The way he came at me, I was just scared of him. Just thought he was being silly, really. I really did. When he was driving on the wrong side of the road, talking to me, telling me to slow down, I said, But you're on the wrong side of the road. And then he was heading straight into traffic at that stage, and I was still moving along. The traffic just kind of had him blocked, so I just kept going. End quote. Charlie thinks his newfound fame is pretty hilarious. He chuckled as he held a copy of the local newspaper, the Timaru Herald, his picture plastered on the front page in the feature story. Although he enjoys the little bit of attention he's getting, he said when he was out earlier a couple of cars tooted their horns at him. He is just happy with things being quiet again. There is a 5 km an hour speed limit on the footpaths in Timaru. I get that safety of pedestrians is important and all that, but that scooter is Charlie's only mode of transportation. 5 kilometers that's really slow. And it frustrates him, especially because, as Charlie puts it, he can stop on a dime. And it's true. I saw him maneuver the heck out of that thing. But the law is the law, and Charlie's learned his lesson. If he wants to stay out of trouble... He's going to have to follow the rules, right? Final Charlie quote, I'm probably going to do the same thing when I get back in me cart again. Because that's how you drive it. End quote. Alrighty then. I guess he's learned nothing from all this. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. And we are back. That's a wrap on episode number 25. Scooter Madness. I really hope our boy Charlie stays out of trouble. Love that guy. Keep on trucking, my man. As always, I want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer, the operator for providing the sweet, sweet theme music, and my boo for editing this episode. Okay, folks, you know the drill. It's listener confession time. So let's get criminal, criminal. I want to get criminal. da 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 Hey, Leroy. My name is Hal. I live in South Alabama in a town called Mobile. 
back in the early 90s, a certain beverage company was giving away free drinks under their bottle caps. My best friend at the time and I would go into a small local grocery store and just start opening bottles on the shelf to see if we won something free. Well, we got caught and banned from the store. Fast forward 10, 12 years or so into the future, I was working for that same said beverage distribution company. And on the third or fourth day on the job, I had to go in that store. Turns out the same manager worked there, who's the mother of a friend of mine from high school as well. And she looked at me and said, what the hell are you doing in my store? I told you never come in here again. Well, fortunately, we all laughed and just chucked, you know, chalked it up to youthful indiscretions. That's it. Hope you have a good day. Enjoy the show. Youthful indiscretions indeed. Thanks for sharing, Hal. I thought that little crime of yours pairs well with the Jocelyn Lopez story. I like how you guys were opening bottles to try and win a free drink, when you may as well have just drank from the bottles that you already opened. Crazy kids. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com. Send me an email and like Hal from Alabama. You too could have your story played on the show. Okay. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you, and this one comes from my friend Sammy. She has a brand new podcast out called It's Frightful. She tells creepy stories from real people, paranormal, stuff like that. It's really cool. She also gets guest narrators on the show. I narrated a story myself, and it'll air on an upcoming episode. It was a lot of fun, so check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes, and she will tell you all about it in a moment. As for myself, I'll meet you back here in another 10 days with more softcore scumbaggery. Peace. All right, take it away, Sammy. Hey, I'm Sammy. Ready for something frightful? Come join me and guest narrators as we read real stories from the paranormal. Suddenly their bedroom door handle started being violently janked up and down like someone was having a go at it and then everything just stopped. To creepy encounters with people who have nefarious intentions. And it was the same two people. It turns out those two had connections to a human trafficking ring. Subscribe to the It's Frightful podcast in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Until next time, it's not like we needed to sleep tonight anyways. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.